you're out on the road And there are shows you got to know All you gotta do is subscribe on us <laughs> Fuck it Where you lead, I will follow Everywhere uh, If you tell me to Thank you so much for tuning in This is Shows Which You Know Gilmore Girls, the Netflix revival There was just so much to discuss So much to go over Rather than give you a three-hour one episode, we gave you two episodes, and this is part two. Yeah, you know, Gilmore Girls, what I always say is we we used to be friends a long time ago. <laughs> uh, wrong one. Yeah. Wrong show. Fuck. Uh, well, okay. Uh, then I'll say different words, words relating to Gilmore Girls. It's a good show. We both enjoy it a lot. Now, in episode one of our discussion, we <laughs> managed to only go through one uh, season, <laughs> We're gonna try to go get you through all the all the good months of the year, uh, spring, summer, and uh, fall. You know those months that, I, as I yeah. said, yeah, um, months, yeah. Uh, so I guess we should just get started. You should definitely listen to our winter talk if you haven't heard that before. This is very clear from the title of the show. Yeah, and uh, there, I mean, you've heard if you haven't heard the previous one, it's because you know we go over all the baggage. We go over the. The, the baggage that Gilmore Girls comes along with and and our feelings on the show in general and where we're at and then the revival and then we just touched on that one episode. So we're going to pick it up right here with spring. There will be spoilers if you care about that type of stuff. Yes, spring. We're in therapy. Not you and me, Jim. Not yet. Uh, we're, we're talking about Lorelai and Emily who are in therapy. And I think uh, it kind of felt a little bit, as you, I think you mentioned earlier, that uh, it feels like they could have done a regular season and instead they did this. And I don't think this was a bad choice, but it has had some effects like uh, it feel, it's yeah, it's like a kind of a montage sequence, which they would have done in the original show as well. It just kind of stands out as something where they could have delved more into this thing of uh, every week we go to therapy because the whole premise of the show was... Uh, like okay, we'll we'll pay for the education if every week you come to dinner, and then that's kind of a thing that can generate all sorts of plot stuff. And here it's kind of like okay, then they would do therapy every week, but it's not really treated the same way. Uh, yeah. How did you feel about all that therapy stuff? Yeah, because it's it's uh, hey, long overdue if if you ask me, Emily and yeah. Lorelai. Uh, but it's it's a good idea, and uh, it does it does seem like it would have lended itself more to kind of a, a longer uh, fleshed out version. So yeah, it does feel condensed uh, a bit because, you know, we're just in these seasons here, the seasons of the year. Uh, so I like the idea. I, I, I don't feel it nailed as hard as it could have. But again, it's just because we don't have, we're not getting a full, you know, 13 or 20 episode season. We're getting these four movies. They're essentially movies. Uh, so yeah, I liked it, but I, I kind of wanted a little bit more and, and, and I feel like it's, it's for sure, uh, like kind of a, s a nod to the Sopranos. Cause I think they even referenced the yeah. Sopranos before getting into this storyline where Emily says something like, you tried to get me to watch that gangster and therapy show or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And as you said, it's a movie. It's um, so it's not going to be the same thing. It's, it's going to be faster. And it's kind of mostly used to uh, drive them further apart and uh, sort of 
propel our way into this situation where Luke and Lorelai are also driven further apart. That's kind of what the the function the therapy seems to serve. Yeah. Because what happens is when when they uh, when Emily decides to stop going, Lorelai keeps going and she lies to Luke about it eventually because. Uh, obviously she uh, is talking about him and all her complicated feelings and everything Uh, so she just says she's still going with her mother but Luke finds out about this because uh, (laughs) there's this uh, pretty good uh, sequence where uh, Emily invites Luke and only Luke to come to dinner and it's because she wants to inform him of the will Richard's will where he's left money to be used to expand Luke's diners into a franchise (laughs) Uh, so she goes with their, uh, business manager or something, uh, to, (laughs) Luke kind of gets, um, shanghaied into this, uh, thing of going around and, and looking at other locations for his diner and he wants nothing to do with it. Um, I almost felt like it would develop into, well, maybe he does want something to do with it. Maybe he has changed in some way, but it's like, no, no, it doesn't. He, yeah, he hates it's that. such he a, hates it's such an elder Gilmore thing and such not a Luke thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but, but leads to, you know, hilarity because it's like, I don't think this place is for sale. And they're like, ha, uh, oh, Luke, <laughs> so naive. <laughs> and they're like, this is in a, and he's like, this is a bad part of town. I'm like, oh, it's an up and coming town. <laughs> It's an upcoming uh, section, and uh, they're just t- and they're even just talking to the people that like own the restaurant about like buying it, and the people are like, "What? Huh?" And it's like they don't realize who they're dealing with. Like these people have money; they can do whatever they want. And yes, we get hints of you know, it's uh, if if real life hasn't taught you it yet, uh, TV shows should. Uh, you need to communicate with people, people you care about. You need to talk to them, and. Uh, yeah, you know, hiding uh-huh. things or leaving things out and kind of letting it stew in your own mind is typically not going to work out well because Luke knows that Lorelai is going to therapy on her own because because of this meeting with Emily, um, and he lets Lorelai lie to him, but he knows she's lying, and he's just kind of like, ah, okay, all right, you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes, and usually when things like that happen, it's you know not going to end up well. Uh, yeah, and he also doesn't tell her that he's been uh, going yes, looking yeah, at franchises yeah, he, as well. That, that's what the dinner was about, and that's what that that Richard had set up this trust to use this money to get the franchise because in his own rich and it's such a it's so true to the character. And it's a thing yeah, Richard, Richard would do because he thinks he's helping and he thinks he's doing well by his daughter because you know he's going to set up. Even though he doesn't quite approve of this man, his daughter loves him, so he's going to make sure she's set up financially, and it's kind of not, that's not what they are really too worried about or care about. Uh, backing up a little bit, uh, well, there's one thing in therapy I want to talk about, but I mean, after that, we, we do, there's like a, some quick things that happen when they're at like the spring festival, and we get to see, uh, well, we see Mrs. Kim, who's great. I love Mrs. Kim. I love the actress that plays her. Yeah. Because uh, another thing that was kind of started out, you know, fairly one dimensional, uh, but, you know, th- they were able to flesh out and the actress like b- brings a lot where it was like a character you care about, even though she's kind of a stereotypical, like over overbearing, uh, what are, the, are they Korean? I believe they're Korean, like an overbearing yeah. Korean mother. And yeah, then they yeah. do this dumb joke kind of where... 
they're like, oh, look, there's Mr. Kim. And they just show a guy real quick because they never showed him ever. And it's just this, you know, quick like, oh, of course, there's Mr. Kim right there. And it's just green guy <laughs> just like eating food or whatever. <laughs> like it really made me laugh because it was such a, a thing I never thought about in the show. I never wondered like, oh, where's where's uh, Lane's dad? And then they're like, oh, there he is right there. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it, and I also didn't notice it in uh, in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick thing. They're just at, like, the festival or whatever, and then they're like, there's, it's like Rory and Lane are sitting there, and they say something like, oh, hey, Lane, there's your dad. And then <laughs> they wave to a Korean guy. But they've never once showed him or, like, mentioned him in seven seasons. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, this is the festival, of the food festival from around the world where they don't have enough food trucks. They're sort yeah. of frantically running around and sticking flags in other food trucks and, like, no, you're now also doing Swedish meatballs and this and that, okay? And they're running on, and everyone's like, uh, there's enough food food trucks uh there's a lot of good stars hollow stuff in this uh episode like about the festival and there's the the town hall meeting again we get to see everyone gathered to to discuss important town matters such as we just don't have enough gays for the (laughs) pride parade (laughs) this is we've tried to import some (laughs) we've we've reached out to to other towns if other towns (laughs) would let loan us some of their gays for our gay pride parade there's a quick call back in the festival too to the basket auctions which is uh an episode from the original series with you know jess buys rory's basket and um i think luke buys yeah luke buys lorelei's basket but then lorelei just buys some lady's basket and like when you buy their basket you're forced to just have a picnic with that person (laughs) so clearly like you want someone else but it's just lorelei like oh no i thought we'd have a nice little picnic um and we get i mean we get more of rory and her you know weird lady her quirky lady that i assume is some joke that's just i'm missing or some reference that i'm missing it didn't fully work for me it just was like okay here's rory you know in a thing that's probably not going to work out for her yeah it felt like it could have been fleshed out a bit more if it was going to be a thing that worked on its own now it was kind of like a side thing of we knew it wasn't going to work from the start and this eccentric old lady is is turns on her uh, as we expected i mean yeah i also got that feeling that you know this is that i guess it's the old good old eccentric english lady stereotype we all know and love Uh, that now they get to do their own spinoff on it. Well, it's probably like a real person or something, and we just don't get it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Uh, we get to see Rory at dinner with Logan Huntsberger, and uh, we get to see Mitchum or Mitchell Huntsberger, his dad, who is always mm. kind of like the... A monster. Yeah, and it's that thing of like you have connections because he offers her... Like, oh, I'll put in a good word for you at Condé Nast or whatever. She's been waiting on this interview with Condé Nast. And it's that that thing that the show's always been good good at of like if you have these connections, even if these people, you know, you hate them or they, they feel shitty, you kinda have to take advantage for your own yeah. personal good. At yeah. least that's what I look at it anyways. Sure. I, I know the other way is like, oh, then you owe them. But to a lot of these people, it's like a nothing thing. It's not like that they there's no conniving. They don't even think about you really, uh, unless you're gonna be with their their son, who they feel should you know marry into royalty or whatever garbage uh, they have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a quick thing. And then Rory's all worried because oh no, we saw us having dinner, and um, you're you're supposed to be getting married, but like 
you know, clearly none of them care. That guy probably cheats on his wife all the time. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, par for the cur- course for the family. Like, you have a mistress. Good for you, Logan. <laughs> elbow, elbow. <laughs> yes. And I think this is where we find out that he's engaged, I think. I don't, I don't oh, think yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think we knew that in the first episode. I think you're yeah. right. You're right. There's some passing. In this episode, it's just these passing references to him being engaged to some sort of rich lady. Yeah, which in a smart, like a good move that you you never really see her or anything. It's just this thing that's happening. Yeah, and we know, like, we already knew that it wasn't going to last. Or, I mean, they know that it's not going to last. But this feels like now we got like a death sentence hanging over the head of whatever this thing is between us, Logan. And yeah. everyone at home cheered. Well, and 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 they do that thing that they always do in movies, and I'm sure it it happens in real life where it's like, hey, we all know the deal. You know, we're. Uh, we're we're adults that can uh, control our emotions and just kind of be fuck buddies or whatever. And hey, it, you know. we said no strings attached. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens in London stays in London. They yeah. do say stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Man, I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not the thing. Oh, um, and then like as you mentioned the the whole thing of trying to have the gay pride parade, but then they're like they try to get. Um, Taylor to kind of finally come out of the closet. Like, could anyone else maybe be in the parade? Anyone? Maybe this is just how progressive I am, but I never even like was thinking about uh, Taylor's sexuality. Was no, was that a thing? Neither. No, I don't think it was a thing. Yeah, and one thing I read called this like an awkward exchange that they kind of tried to shove it in, but uh, I, I I think it works. Probably, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it works. I think it works. Because of the way Taylor, like, delivers it of, like, he really seems to think about it. Like, I wish (laughs) we could think of someone, but no. Uh, Oh, and then, like, they never really touched on it in the original series, but this does confirm Michelle being gay. And he's talking about his husband and how, you know, they're going to have kids. And Michelle, of course, hates kids. So he is going to have to pretend He's going to have oh, yeah. to spend a lifetime of pretending. <laughs> um, I, I thought that was a nice touch because it's not like it ever really needed to be touched on before, but uh, it was just, you know, hey, he's, he's a gay Frenchman, of course. Yes, of course. And it kind of ties into, well, his developing storyline and in general how Lorelai feels like everything, is, like they're all expanding her friends who started this with her, like they're they're doing their own things and she's just doing the same thing. And is she happy where she is? What's going on? It's having her midlife crisis, I guess. I mean, that's kind of what the, yeah. it's all about. Yeah, um, and it was uh, a good, I mean, because obviously they originally weren't even going to have Melissa McCarthy. And I mean, it did kind of come out official that she'd be back for at least a scene. But it was a good way of using, um, you know, her absence, uh, the absence of of uh, the Suki character. And then in, you know, mirroring the em- Emily and her maids, you know, Lorelai couldn't have, uh, you know, a replacement chef. And yeah. I mean, it was clear that these were real chefs. I didn't know who most of them were, but just because how they acted, I'm like, all right, well, this must be a real guy that they're oh. talking to. Because uh, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know who they were, but I was like, they feel a little, they felt a little flat to me, like when they were talking. Uh, Rachel Ray was the only one that I recognized. They had uh, Rachel Ray was one of them, but then yeah, it, the 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 goof is that Lorelai keeps hi- uh, firing these like famous TV <laughs> chefs that are coming oh. in as like a favor, like just working in her kitchen for a, for a month or whatever. 
doing these pop-up kitchens. <laughs> and they're all desperate to stay. Like, uh, it's... Uh, th- they like doing that a lot, don't they? That kind of thing uh, yeah. in Go More Girls. Like, when they're all standing in line later. I mean, th- that's another example of one of those things where uh, I guess if I lived in New York, this would be more poignant to me that they're all making fun of everyone who stands in lines. I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Like, but it, it's still good enough. It still works. Uh, but anyway, I think her daughter from Parenthood is there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a there's a good amount of Parenthood uh, cameos uh, in this show. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of anti-immersive in a way, and it's like more nods and winks. There's a lot of nods and winks to the audience, which I'm not like always on board with but because it's so uh like a nostalgia fueled show which sounds like a bad thing but it's actually it, it kind of works for this one anyway yeah. uh but but i mean for example i would never ever have figured out that those were tv chefs like that's not a thing yeah. i would ever have been aware <laughs> of that doesn't add anything yeah. uh on the other hand i didn't think that they were terrible actors either that didn't stick out to me i was just kind of like oh okay another I thought maybe they could have done something more with these chef things because they're just cooking. And she's like, no, no, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess. What do you feel? Yeah, about- I don't mind. Like, it's it's it adds a little bit to like, well, like you said, I mean, if you don't know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I feel like it's just a, it's it's kind of a meta joke, but at least it's a joke of like this person who, you know, no one's actually heard of like Suki is such a good friend and perfect for Lorelai that even these these famous chefs that everyone loves yeah. are not good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're it's 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 just kind of a meta joke for people that see it, but it doesn't really go against it. Um, the parenthood, uh, the parenthood cameos are probably a bit more distracting than say the chef thing because the chef at least kind of plays into yeah. a joke. Uh, whereas the parenthood is just kind of like, eh, I like these people. And I think that was kind of more, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lauren Graham's thing. Cause I read her book. I actually read her book this past oh. week. And I, th- it, the, the hint I got is that she was pushing to have these people <laughs> be cameos in the show. Cause there's, uh, the gay guy that's at, at Stars Hollow is a good friend of hers too. Cause she taught, there's like a chapter about how good friends she is with that guy. And she's been trying to get him on the show ever since the original show. And now he was on the show and no one really notices uh, or cares, but her, but you know, it's just a yeah. thing. Uh, she has a dream with uh, her Paul Anka dog is Paul Anka. Yep. Uh, the guy. And I think they did that before. Though. Yeah. I think they, I, th- I think they had already done that. I felt, I felt like they had as well. <laughs> and, um, Rory's lying to Lorelai uh, as far as not telling the full Logan story. She's made up a person that she stays with when she's in London because she's always jet setting back and forth to London, which in the show is sometimes like, wait a minute, in the last scene you're in London, okay, I guess this is a few days later because in the next scene she's just like, hey, stars, hello, here I am. But, you know, it's it's suspension of disbelief, but it's a show or a movie, so you just kind of got to run with it. Yeah. It's... Oh, and the one thing I wanted to get into on therapy, uh, I'm sorry, cut you off. You no, that's fine. Uh, was they bring up this thing and they never? Yeah, I was gonna. I just read reread that in a summary, and I was like, oh yeah, what was the deal with that note, right? Yeah, they bring up a note, and I thought there was gonna be some sort of weird payoff in either like a later season, uh, you know, whether it be summer or fall, but it doesn't come back up again. Uh, I wonder if. 
I mean, we'll talk about it more once we're done. If there's this idea to do more of these, and maybe they were sneaking little things in there just in case, little threads that they want to pay off or where they want to go with it. Mm, do you sense any other stuff like that except for the obvious uh, stuff? Yeah, besides the obvious, no. But it was just it's it seemed like such a weird thing unless it was something they had to pay off and they're like ah cut it out we don't need it it's hard to say we got to do more of this musical stuff we don't have time to pay off uh, <laughs> yeah we got to get to that uh, but uh, I it, that's a good question but I don't I, I thinking on it I guess it kind of works anyway because it's well it is weird it is unsettling to have something that's so obviously set up like no you did this and like no I didn't do that and we don't find out what it is or what happened with it that's unsettling but it's also like kind of perfect for having in their therapy thing of all their unresolved stuff of very uh, true <laughs> so I, like I, it's a thing like i said you don't have to you don't yeah. have to spend time to explain it but um, it's a bit odd uh yeah. it is so uh anyway she does have her conde nas meeting rory and it goes not terrible but she kind of has this feel when she leaves there that they're uh like they're buzzing into action uh like she like they obviously it was a favor that she got in there to talk to them it wasn't like they weren't seriously that like oh we have to have rory gilmore it was like oh tell us what you're doing and then the the minute she leaves they're like blah 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 back into action well they do Uh, a really good job of showing that um for as smart as rory is she's smart and capable but she clearly entitled and Mm -hmm. i don't in a weird way i don't blame her because you know like i i mentioned before she's kind of easily gotten things she wanted as far as like academically and professionally like not to say she didn't work for that like she worked hard in school and stuff but like she goes into these interviews and then there's that other one and she's clearly unprepared and she's not really like she's mostly just concerned about her outfit but she's not Mm -hmm pitching herself well and she doesn't have like you know hey i was thinking about this and and this and i you know it'd be a great angle on this thing you know that's what if you're trying to get these big jobs that's what you should be doing but she just kind of goes in like i'm rory gilmore uh here i am give me money and a job uh but i like that they were doing that because it made sense for what i feel they built rory to be like watching the show and watching her grow up I don't quite blame it for it, but she has to learn that, you know, hey, like, let's start let's start really trying for these things. I agree. And also it makes sense. uh, It makes sense from her side, taking her perspective that this uh, website, this blog has been trying to headhunt her for a year. So she finally caves and goes like, okay, fine, you can have me. And they're like, so sell me on Rory Gilmore. And she's like, what? And then she, then the interview is already over because she wasn't quick enough to come in and sell herself. She was, she, but it is like entitled because she felt like she was lowering herself to even go yeah. there. So, of course, if she's not, like, yeah, she doesn't have the enthusiasm for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I do get from her perspective that these people are like hunting her and stuff, but it would feel like even, it would feel like you'd have ideas no matter what. You would still at least be able to go in and, you know, at, like have a plan. Like, it was just, it was really. I don't know. It just it, it just showed to me how like unprepared for some real life stuff she was. Like 
I do get her point of view because the the between the whole show, she's always like, oh, this dumb. It's I, I assume it's kind of like a BuzzFeed type thing. Yeah. Like, oh, this dumb site keeps wanting me, but like I write for the New Yorker and I write books. And but then when she finally goes in, she's just like, huh? I'm Rory Gilmore. And uh, that it is there is that funny exchange where that she's on the phone after the interview, and they're like, ah, we decided to go another way. They're like, but you said you wanted the voice of Rory Gilmore. And they're like, well, you know, we got La- like Lauren or whatever she says. She's <laughs> like, some girl named Lauren is the voice of Rory Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it um it also kind of shows that she's not sure about what she's doing and what she should be doing uh a bit like her mother like she she is so unfocused and it kind of takes jess to come in and explain to her what she needs to be doing uh yeah which is in the next episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh we kind of talked about it in the last one but this is the one when they go back to chilton mm-hmm. and yeah paris is being intense paris rory has kind of a nice little anecdote about a music class and what chilton meant to her and you know, taught her a different way. And then the headmaster talks to Rory about teaching there. And that, to me, also does feel like a thing. If it was like seasons, they would maybe explore a bit. And they're kind of showing, like, everyone is offering Rory things. And you're right, like you were saying, she just doesn't know what she wants to do. Nothing seems to fit right. Yeah. Uh, and back to Paris's thing, she, I do like that her kind of meltdown is triggered by seeing Tristan. Or at least an actor to stand in for the character of Tristan <laughs> from the previous. Yeah. And it's kind of like everyone can relate to that of having that person, whether it be a crush or even a bully or something. And here you are as an adult and you're back at your old school and you see them and you kind of revert to that, you know, high school nerd that you yeah. were. And it works so much with Paris because she's so intense. <laughs> and uh yeah, and that's an intense scene. And the the let me ask you sidetrack, but about Tristan, uh I always felt like they were trying to do Tristan as like Jess, like uh, Tristan was going to be Jess originally because he was like the guy who's like, "Ooh, I'm the bad guy." He was a bit 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 of Jess, bit of Logan, and then they probably felt like that wasn't completely working, so instead Jess happened. Uh did you get that feeling? Yeah, I think a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like there was going to be more there because uh, Tristan is almost like a Logan and Jess combined in a way. Uh, and I do know that actor ended up being on like One Tree Hill. So I don't know if it's just he left the show because of that. So they were like, all right, we're going to do something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, that uh, would make sense because he kind of disappears. Uh, yeah, okay. it's pretty abrupt. Mm. It's pretty abrupt. Although uh, back to that episode, Rory's Dance, one of my favorite... Uh, Favorite lines slash delivery, and I'll just quote it sometimes to like in random locations, and people don't know what I'm talking about. It's when Tristan and um, uh, Dean are like about to fight, like they square off at the dance, and then uh, Dean's like, "You don't want to fight me," and then Tristan's like, "Why not?" And he's like, "Cause I'll kill you, idiot." <laughs> So that's one of my favorite lines slash readings ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not the most uh, inspired of uh, dialogue bits uh, in Gilmore Girls, probably. You like the, del- like Dean, what do you like about that, Jim? I just like the way he says it. I like that it's such a dumb thing to say, but yeah. also the way he says it with such uh, like confidence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll kill you, idiot. And I, I, I'm telling you, I'm nailing it like exactly how he says it. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. Uh, in the bathroom, though, we do get that great uh, uh, Geller kicks the door shut, and then we get to see the, the head of the puffs again. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little callback again. It's just, you know, fans, kind of fan servicey stuff. But besides that, in this episode, yeah, we already talked about Lorelai decides to stay in therapy because it's kind of, you know, feeling right for her. Uh, we already talked about the Luke stuff, so I guess we could be, was it, well, yeah, you mentioned the lines, uh, although we do get the Rory's first, um, one night stand yep. with a Wookiee. Uh, which also leads to her telling her mother about, um, about what's going on with Logan, I think, um, and yeah. all that, uh, it was it, it it made sense. But I guess they acted like it would have been funnier that she slept with a Wookiee. Like it was funny, but it was it, they said it like eight times. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, they kept saying it like it was you know this big thing. Yeah, it didn't quite nail as hard for me either as far as it being a Wookiee. Yep, but that led to them. Uh, yeah, she does the Sandy interview, which goes to hell. She breaks her phones and moves back into Stars Hollow. Yeah, moves back into Stars Hollow. She's back at home. Which leads us to summer. Summer. A lot of people are mad. We're mad at the quote body shaming of the episode. Oh, uh, that seems like a thing people would be mad about, I guess. Because there's this whole thing where, you know, Rory and Lorelai are hanging out at the pool and they're kind of goofing on uh, the big fat guys that are wearing like Speedos, which Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to happen in in every location on this earth. (laughs) There's going to be people, if if there's a huge fat guy with Speedos, it, I think the Speedos are the big differentiator. If you're just, like, look at this fat guy, fuck this guy. But, like, when a guy's <laughs> yeah. in Speedos, you're going to do a second look and be like, oh, what's going on here? Uh, but, again, like like I said, sometimes this show's not not afraid to kind of be a little mean. And, and on my scale, it's not even really that mean, but... It's funny in this different yeah. blog blogosphere world where that's kind of an issue now. I had more of an issue with the child slaves that they've uh, enlisted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get that. <laughs> no, was it their feminine wiles? Why are there these kids who are just willing to do whatever for these old for the, for these relatively old ladies? What's going on? Are they paying them? Just, yeah, was it just to make the Khaleesi jokes? Was that the only reason why they had that? I, th- I I I mean probably, but I, f- I felt like they didn't explain it at all. Like, it, it, which is, I mean, which would be fine. I guess it's just because they're so great <laughs> that yeah. people want to serve them and fan them and put shadow on them and and help them deliver newspapers and all all, all of that. It just there was something a little off about it for me, where they could have at least. Uh, I don't know that what if it was that they were just so two beautiful women like. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, just because these beautiful women, like, and we're little kids that, you know, yeah, want to want to bang them. So this is our in. Yeah. Uh these it, it it is worth mentioning that these middle two seasons are written by Daniel Palladino rather than Amy. Yeah. That's Amy's husband. Mm-hmm. Uh and and they're still very strong, but they're. I I feel like it's not. It's like we talked about. Written and directed by Joss Whedon. Written and directed by Vince Gilligan. Yeah. There's a difference there when it's the you know the creator of the show yeah the pressure is kind of lower in in like because it's like 
the beginning and end are the important bits, obviously, uh, in, in, in any show, probably, like in any way, if you have four parts, the most important parts will be the first and last part, um, probably. Uh, and they kind of take their time with some stuff here in the middle yeah. bits. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, which is kind of which is a bum out uh, the musical stuff. But we'll get there. I did like seeing April again. A lot of Gilmore Girls fans hate April. Mm-hmm. And that whole storyline. I mean, it wasn't the best, but I didn't I didn't really hate it. Uh but I did like seeing her again and I liked the the hint that she's a podhead, but then we find out she's really just kind of the same nerd that yeah. she always was. I like the yeah, I like the way they used her appearance of like she's breaking down because she doesn't know what she's doing with her life <laughs> as well, like yeah. everyone is. <laughs> yeah, she's freaking out because it's Rory's <laughs> 30s in her 30s in her old childhood bed and that's freaking her out as a college kid like oh no is this what it's gonna happen to me too (laughs) yeah so uh basically summarizing summer um summer rising if you will uh rory's back home i know and she starts running the newspaper that's like the big thing of this episode right yeah, yeah, she starts working at the Stars Hollow Gazette, which again I think is another thing that would have been a longer thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it works because yeah, Rory's aimless and she's back at home, but and this is kind of a homey thing, but also ties into her expertise as a journalist. Yeah. So it's a nice, comfortable thing that she can look down upon that she's doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, we we get to meet the thirty-something gang, which <laughs> some other. <laughs> people in their 30s that have moved back home because you know the world beat them up and spit them out and now they're trying to build themselves back up uh and then before that too uh luke has that like well we're seeing the festering of the of the lies or hiding things because yeah lorelei tries to talk to luke about april and you know maybe helping him out with some of the stuff april wants to do whether it be like it's like go to germany or go to europe or something because she's in college and he's also paying for her college and Luke has his like little outbursts of like you have your you have your thing and April's mine and blah 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 and it's like oh is that and I think she even says is that how we are we're just people that live together with our own separate things is that how a relationship works yeah man I mean don't worry we apparent this takes place in an alternate universe where flights across the Atlantic are so cheap that Rory can just zoom back and forth <laughs> yeah, without an income sets. so yeah. uh, <laughs> don't worry she's gonna go to Germany. <laughs> Uh, and 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 uh, they a funny way that they just write off the therapy is that Lorelai runs into her therapist who's trying to audition for the musical yeah. and immediately doesn't respect her anymore. <laughs> yeah, you should never see your therapist in real life. I assume because yeah. uh, probably ruins even, it. Yeah, because her therapist is even like, "Oh, can you put in a good word for me uh, since you're on the committee or whatever it is? Like, I really want to get this part." Um. And then, yeah, of course, in classic Stars Hollow fashion, the Stars Hollow Gazette is run by some quirky old people who are, you know, so old they like barely know what's going on. Yeah, and the the jokes put in with that are good, but as you said, it probably could have been more. It probably could have been uh, like eight episodes that this is happening in, uh, something like that, yeah. where it's actually like we find out, like if this was uh, original Gilmore Girls, we probably would have find, found out the backstory of that old lady and that old guy, and we would have really cried when one of them died and all, oh, <laughs> all that yeah. stuff. Can you imagine? Yeah. 
Can you imagine how sad it would have <laughs> yeah. been when one of them died? Yeah. And instead it's, oh yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. Uh, instead it's only like a goof of like, she's always standing there filing. I was filing three hours ago. Like that's the joke instead. Uh, but it does all work. And yeah, as you said, it's it's condensed. It's like the, the newspaper stuff. It's it's for her to give her a bit of a place and also so that she so, so that Jess can come in and hang out there and they can figure out what she wants to do, which is uh, to write a book, but not about some eccentric British lady, write a book about her life. I wonder what it will be titled. We'll find out later, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh it, it's it was it's so great to see Jess back. And it's like perfect timing. They do a similar thing happens in season seven. I don't know if you got to the Jess when Jess is on there, but it's a similar thing where Rory is in a spot where she doesn't really know what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, in true Jess being perfect for her fashion, he knows, he knows what she should do and he gives her great advice. And one of my favorite moments of this whole Netflix revival is the scene after there's no dialogue where Jess leaves to go talk to Luke and they kind of embrace and hug and then he takes his hat and throws it uh, <laughs> yeah. because it was a nice because I always really liked the Jess character and I and I liked that Luke was trying to take care of him but Jess didn't, need, didn't know how to be taken care of and Luke didn't quite know how to take care of someone else and I really liked that moment that they're on good terms and there's still some fun there though because he just throws his hat because he still fucks with him uh, yeah. It really, it really made my heart, my my dark heart, warm when I saw <laughs> yeah. it. Would you say that uh, at certain points with featuring Jess, you were swooning? I yes. may have swooned a little. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, and one of my favorite stars, Hollow Bits, uh, is in this episode with the secret bar. Oh uh, yeah, I love the secret bar, which they bring up at the town hall meeting of like. Why don't we just text the secret bar? And Taylor's like, what? And everyone's like... <laughs> and then, yeah, because we, we, we learn about the secret bar, and then that's where we also, you know, Lorelai, it's confirmed that Michelle needs to move on to bigger things. And it's a sweet moment because it's not... Michelle doesn't want to leave, but he's a good... Fr I mean, even though they have this back and forth, he's a good friend. He knows... Like Lorelai will try to keep him to stay and pay him more, but it's not. He knows that they can't. It'll be coming out of Lorelai's pay, and he knows the books, he knows the business, and there's just not a way at the moment for him to stay, especially if he's going to be building a family. And then there's that great like, oh, five zero, and they have to quickly hide the the bar as Taylor walks uh, by. That is all great. <laughs> And in this episode in general, I like how uh, Rory keeps insisting that she's not back and everyone's glad that she's back. And she's like, I'm not. No, I'm not back. I'm just here. <laughs> um. And then uh, while uh, Rory's running the um, the Stars Hollow Gazette, we get to see uh, shit, what's Paris's ex-husband's name? You know who I'm talking about. But he he's all mad because his re like review got edited or cut from the <laughs> From the Gazette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, because he wrote like uh, 10,000 yeah. words or something, 5,000 words. Who knows? Then we get to the musical, which is uh, pr problematic to me because I like the idea. I like the idea on paper and uh, I like what they were going for, but it just feels like it goes on forever. Yep. That's literally my note on it. Uh, let's see. Uh, that musical went on forever. Huh? That was my notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember it super clearly. It was fun. Like, parts of it was fun, but it was, like, scene after scene 
of musical. And it, it's yes. only because it is uh, four times 90 minutes and we don't get to see that old person at the Gazette die. and We don't get to see like uh, therapy more times. And what does that lead to? Uh, and then we spend so much time with this musical stuff, which is good, but like cut some of that out for the, for the, well, you know, yeah, bonus if, material. If, if you did the the cheap thing, I mean, which they it comes around and does this, but if they did it more in the other scenes where at least vaguely tied into the town or things going on with the characters, it would have been fine. And uh, like as is, they're just kind of goofing on musicals, which is cool. But you know, w- we're watching this, and yes, we're getting four movies, but we we want these movies to be about the characters we miss and we care about. So. I absolutely would have would have rathered a subplot about Lane and her band that it didn't even have, wouldn't even have to tie to anything, but I would have rather have had that or uh, or even you know Miss Kim or even Kirk or something like that uh, or even weird looking Miss Patty who's who's strange looking now because she lost a bunch, a bunch of weight uh, or you know Gypsy's uh, car repair shop you know gets is he gonna get taken by the bank or something like <laughs> I would have. Uh, preferred uh like almost anything like the the lady uh Sutton Foster the the woman in the the musical is from Bunheads she was the lead she was like the Lorelai of Bunheads so i feel like they were just like hey this is cool we get to hang out with her again and let's and she can sing and dance so let's like have this go on for a long time but i feel like everyone i read has said the same thing except i think i think Mashable said it was the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mashable. Uh, well, yes, I think uh, I th- the thing they're trying to do or doing is that, I mean, the, the big turning point for Lorelai is when uh, she sees the final song, which is the the one that is actually like uh, emotional and good and it affects her into making this decision. But But yeah, like a musical is a really... Like, I am a closet musical fan, except uh, I'm not in closet, much like, you know, musical people are not. I'm, I am I like, uh, I like musicals, and it's, this is like typical bad musical behavior, it's, it, it, of shoving in songs that don't relate. Um, it's, it's comedic, it's good, and I even liked it for the first 20 minutes uh but uh it's it, it is too, i mean there's not much else to say on it it's just too long it's weird that it goes on for so long uh what's what's paris up to what's like what's happening with these other storylines you you nailed it with that you know gypsy's car shop what's going on yeah. there you know or at the very least if it was some of these characters that we know singing you know even if they might not yeah. be as good singers at the very least if that was a thing but it, it, it's it was truly like let's let's make uh, a parody of musicals for a little while you know and i'm sure like there's a lot of musical jokes and theater theater lame humor yeah. like because there is that like writer guy who doesn't say anything and he's all like twisted looking <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of funny I it like was that. a little weird that everyone liked it and then Lorelai didn't. Um, I don't know if they're just trying to say that Lorelai is becoming different than I don't. I I didn't get what they were really going for there. I, yeah, because uh, because Lorelai is you know she she often like chews popcorn watching 
uh, Kirk's bad movie or whatever. She doesn't have a like. She knows what Stars Hollow is, and if they're making a musical, it's gonna be weird. Uh, so yes, exactly. Maybe she thought it went on for too long. <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe we were supposed to hate it because she hated it. And you know, they get to goof on uh, Hamilton and make jokes about uh, Mamma Mia and stuff. So like, there, it's funny. It's just. You know, I'm sitting here wondering, I would rather see like Luke and Caesar at Luke's arguing over how to hard boil an egg or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or even like Rory getting pulled in and like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I in a musical in in my small town? This is pointless. It's not what I should be doing. And then she finds some emotional resonance in the song or or, or something, you know. Uh, I mean, I do like the little bit. It's not in the musical, but uh, when they're discussing the musical and Carol King... Uh, who plays the the he's, she's the blonde lady that owns like the musical store, um, and she actually does the "Where You Lead" song, and then she plays her one of her hits on the piano, and everyone's like, "Ah, that's dumb." I mean, oh, yeah. I like that little bit, but otherwise, it just goes on and on. Um, and then yeah, because is this? I'm trying to see where we're at here. Yeah, I mean, what does what does uh, f- what does uh, uh, Emily do in this episode? Isn't uh, they kind of after they argue? Well, she's with uh, her in therapy. She's with her D D A R meeting, and I think we're starting to see how she's kind of not into some of the stuff she was into anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also her her uh, would be boo uh, of the oh, guy yeah. who, and it's the the gravestone. It's the the stuff with the. Uh, like yeah, stone. nothing's good enough, and they've, they're on their seventh one. Although one of them fell off a truck, so that wasn't her fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that would like that leads to, yeah, she she has her her you know replacement Richard, but that leads to Rory and Lorelai. Rory finally tells Lorelai she wants to write a book about their life right and another rough scene i think it uh before we get into that i think it's kind of indicative of these middle two episodes being uh not a drag but like less uh less on point the compared to one and four that we are kind of like fumbling around like wait what else happens oh yeah this happens uh because it's, it's it's good, and I enjoyed watching it, like, every minute. I don't want to get it twisted up. Uh, it's actually really good. But it's, like, it's 90 minutes per episode, and it's kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, and there was that. But now we're getting back into the main stuff, which is this vicious argument between uh, Lorelai and Rory, which is on the level of, I don't know, the worst stuff that's happened between them in all yeah. the show. Absolutely. And so that's pretty emotional and well put together. And and it's interesting because it, 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 it makes, like, Lorelai's being a little ridiculous, but it makes sense, and it's all, and it's mostly due to Lorelai's relationship with Emily. It, it mostly yeah. is coming out of, like, you know, uh, because anytime if 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 you're going to be the subject of a book, you know there's yeah. going to be the, there's going to be some great things about you, but there's also going to be some you know warts and all. There's going to be bad things, and if anything, Lorelai doesn't want that to be to come out to her mother because of the relationship they already have, and it's interesting that that's playing into the relationship with her own daughter because she never wants to be Emily to Rory, but sometimes it just happens sometimes it comes out uh yeah so i I thought that was all good stuff it's it's it weirdly like lorelei's kind of in the wrong but you get 
where she's coming from still. Yeah, the only thing, uh, it doesn't like deflate it in any way, but for me, uh, coming from, like, I see Rory's side, but there's such an obvious thing of like, look, I'll, I'll, I'll write it and like, does she know how hard it is to publish a book? I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> yeah, probably no one's going to read that shit anyway, Rory. Yeah, so <laughs> just write it because you need to write it. Uh-huh. Show it to your mother and and you can both, like, laugh about, oh, yeah, you, you're such a great writer. Do I get to publish it, Mom? No, fuck no, of course not. <laughs> or, yes, please try. And then it's probably not going to get published anyway, you know? Uh, so it's uh, they could have really not made it such a big deal, but it's not like it's illogical that it escalates in that way because it's really about what those characters uh, are going through at the moment and what they want and need mm-hmm. and it's all in conflict in a convincing way and then it, it kind of leads right into another you know rough fight because Lorelai kind of hot off that doozy goes to Luke and then Luke's already got his things festering with Lorelai and she's already mad and they kind of yeah. have another back and forth uh where you know you're keeping like I think this is where it comes out kind of like you're keeping things from me. You didn't tell me you're going to therapy, uh, Lorelai. Like you know you didn't tell me about the franchise, etc. And Luke has to storm off in a huff because he has to go help someone at the Dragonfly because yet another chef who's uh, worried that he's going to get fired is there. Uh, so yeah, like a lot of good stuff, and it all kind of works. And we got Rory doing her thing where she keeps calling Logan, even though she doesn't want to. She doesn't know why she keeps calling Logan. So we get to see yeah. We get a good moment with Lane and Rory uh, because Lane has to pick up the phone and kind of yell at Logan, like, stop calling her. <laughs> and, but Rory, yeah. She's calling me. Uh, and then, yeah, that leads to the to, to like a legit musical moment that ties into what we uh, what is going on where there's, yeah, like you mentioned, an actual an emotional number that relates to Lorelai and where she's at, where what, what's the th- quote? Uh, it's never it's or now, never, never or now. Yeah, so that that it, it just basically ends with Lorelai telling Luke that she needs to go do why. <laughs> Which I have you? Do you did you know about this book before this? I read the I, I saw the movie. I haven't read the book. Uh, I did, so you're more of a oh heathen. Yeah, <laughs> had you seen the movie? No, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about at oh, any point in this. Uh, but uh, I mean, I figure oh, I get okay, it through context. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, I, I that's the thing we were talking about that it's like I I understand it enough. I understand that it's like an Oprah book or something, and it's about connecting with your wilder self and i i like the goof of of book or movie which i mean we're yeah. moving on to to fall now right the, yeah yeah we can just need... move this leads right into it so yeah yeah she's out to do wild which you know i i, I googled it i saw the cover i got what the, it was about you know so <laughs> it's a decent movie it's a good movie mm-hmm. what about the book you fucking swine yeah i haven't read the book but uh according to jess completely different different experiences <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so uh, she's there and trying to do this hike to sort of I mean it, it's because the idea is, is so like graspable anyway of, of like feeling lost so you go and connect with nature by doing this hike but it's Lorelai and yeah. like most of us probably who just gets this idea to go and have a hike we don't really know uh, so we get this f- well, fun stuff about her bag and everything and trying to get out there yeah I love I love this joke because I I think this is real. Um because never mind that 
I think even when I watched the movie, I even had a thought of like, you know what would really help me find myself <laughs> yes. going on this 2,000 mile hike? <laughs> and, and whether it be wild or whatever, you know, we do this. We, yeah, we yeah. watch our media or we read our books or whatever. And then we, we get that ex- escape and then we start thinking like, what if I did that? I think I would really, and you know, you don't usually do it, but I, I love this. I, I love this kind of goof they did. And it's very specific. But I liked how they did it. And plus, it was interesting to kind of be outside of Stars Hollow for a bit and outside of just like Connecticut in general in in more of a real way. Because I know they'll have these cuts to London, but it never really felt like you were there. But it was just interesting, this whole different location for the show. And especially seeing Lorelai there, like you said, with her bag and all the jokes with that. Yeah, and it's uh, also fun that, as you say, we do that, uh, everyone does that, and so it's not a solitary thing that there's such a huge amount of people (laughs) who are all doing it, and they're conflicting on if it's book or movie. Uh, It all works even if you haven't uh, seen that movie or read that book or anything. And we get another Parenthood uh, cameo there. Yeah, we get two. Uh, The first um, Park Ranger is played by Jason Ritter, and he was also on Parenthood. And then the second is played by Peter Krause, I believe. That's who's actually Lauren Graham's like boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, which is interesting because oh, they were play- they right. played brother and sister on Parenthood, but apparently they were doing the nasty. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, wait, weren't they uh, brother and sister? And then I was like, no, it's that was an f- fictional show, Jacob. Uh, yeah, so she tries to get through, and all the, this uh, hilarity ensues, and she can't get her bag, and she does. It's gonna rain, can't get the permit, but she goes on her own own journey of discovery instead. Like all these failures are part of her wild, you know. Yeah, and I um, I liked as well uh, all these other women that were doing wild, but I liked that they. Even though they weren't quite doing it, they were kind of finding something in each other. Like, I kind of like that idea that they were like this little community. They're all hanging out and making each other lean cuisines and shit. (laughs) I've got the box wine, like, right here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And, and yeah, like you're saying, it does lead to, um, you know, she does get kind of her nature moment. Even though she doesn't get to go on the, the hike, which, you know, Thank, luckily for her, because Lorelai would end up dead on a <laughs> two thousand mile hike. Uh, yeah, there's a funny little bit where she doesn't have her doesn't have her permit, and she, she tries to open her bag, and everything's gonna go, and she can't get it back packed back up if she opens it. But so she, she goes to get coffee. Yes, instead. Yeah, and then which is perfect. Gets to kind of walk around the the coffee shop because it's closed and finds her nature moment where she can kind of take it all in, and she calls her mom. And this scene hit me pretty hard. Dude, I was gonna say, uh, I was just about to say, dude, it, I was, it made me cry. It, 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 yeah. it, it just, it made me cry. It, it was like Lauren Graham nails it. It's really well well written, and it makes complete sense for Richard and for their relationship. Um, yeah. She, you know, shares this sweet story of her 13th birthday where uh, her, you know, boyfriend, you know, when you're 13, you have your girlfriend, boyfriend, and it's not really a thing. But he, you know, made fun of her and said that she wasn't a real Gilmore, that her mom bought her from the from the (laughs) gardener. Which is a very 13 year old insult. Yeah. Yeah. Like real mean thing. And also didn't want to be her boyfriend. You're just trying to make another girl jealous. So. Lorelai ran from school and went to the mall 
and uh, wanted a pretzel and just sat there crying. And she looked up and there was her dad, Richard. And Richard's such a business, you know, business, uh, like, can't think of yeah. it like proper. He's such, such a proper man. But, and he's, you know, starts out like you would expect. He's mad. Why aren't you in school? And she doesn't say anything. She just cries. And then he's got a pretzel. And he takes her to the movies. And they have this, like, perfect, like, daddy-daughter day. And he... Yeah, and it's her birthday, yes, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he doesn't yeah. he doesn't tell her mom that she took her, like, grandmother's blouse from her closet or whatever. And they have a... Sw- like, he just takes care of her. And it's it's such a good story. And I'm like getting emotional thinking about it <laughs> yeah i'm trying to hold it together over here so that's why i'm not yeah, saying anything. It, it's it's so it's so well done and i don't know how like uh cut off for like awards work but if like i know i think they already announced the emmys and it seems like maybe this was too close if she doesn't get nominated for something it's it's really a fucking shame i i, I feel yeah i mean at least nominated you know maybe someone did something better at some point yeah, but this is yeah. really not, great uh yeah i'm not saying she has to win i would like it but i feel like she should should get something yeah well you, you know we, the sister from bad robot has really been uh working <laughs> bad robot i mean you know what i mean <laughs> I, yes, I the show which must not be named yes, so you were right exactly uh she you know she's really paid her dues uh unlike <laughs> yeah no uh it, it's it's uh, i don't know if she's won any awards uh she clearly deserves some uh a few uh much like the the showrunner should be doing yeah should be running shows all over the place uh, agreed so yes uh, uh and bef- before that we do see luke's kind of all in a he's, he's in a tizzy not luke yeah he's not luke right now and uh, Jess gets to step in and be like a, the kick-ass guy he is, kind of, yeah, so he can listen and give some advice and unplug the router. So all, <laughs> all these people that are now on their laptops because they've somehow got the password out of him because he's in a tizzy, he can unplug the router and get them to leave. Um, and because, yeah, Luke thinks Lorelai is going to leave. He feels like this all signs point to she's going to find herself. And I need space because this isn't working. And, yeah. you know, rightfully so. That's what anyone would yeah. think. And then uh, the one other thing that I didn't really enjoy on par with the musical was Rory's thing with the Light and Death, Life and Death Brigade. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I saw people saying that that it was uh, mostly because these rich assholes are kind of unbearable, uh, which I definitely uh, can see. I I didn't hate it though. Uh, I don't know really, really know why, but it was kind. It was okay for me. I was already like, if she's gonna hang out with Logan, like at least this is like Logan trying to do something nice or like he didn't like the way they left it. Uh, I guess it does go on a bit, uh, doesn't it? And they a little bit. They have to be super obnoxious and buy the, I've bought this club, now we should only play this kind of music. And it's really like cartoonishly like evil. Yeah. That's like that's like what an evil person does or, or a Kardashian or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, but you didn't like it, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I'm kind of with you. Like, it was it was probably a little bit too long. I mean, rewatching it, you know, the dance scene is kind of impressive. Like, it's kind of a similar, like, a, almost a musical cue because everyone's tangoing to this cover of uh, 
uh, get by with a little help from my friends. So like it, it like looks cool. Like I like kind of what they're doing. It's just, yeah, maybe it's a little bit too long and it didn't add a lot to me. I mean, it's a nice way for Logan to show up. Um, and they kind of have their, their, uh, Mr. Toad's wild ride. I think she compares it to, and they have their, like at the very least in the end, Rory is making, she's, supposed to be making the right choice now of like what am i doing in this this isn't a relationship yeah i'm just the other woman and i need to we can be adults about this and it's not a bad thing i can do things on my own i can only suppose that if you and i were loganites uh this would be like <laughs> we'd love it this is like the the ultimate prince comes to save you type thing oh you're in your boring life and then you know magic ensues and and you know down the rabbit hole we go and uh, they have so much money hilarious uh so yeah I, I, but as i said i've never been on board with with Logan, like I, I have a hard time even imagining it, and I, I know that's probably like the consensus, isn't it? Like, uh, largely speaking, I'm sure there are fans, but I mean, largely speaking, who's like, fuck yeah, Logan, my favorite, like, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be, I'm surprised when I even see like one person, but <laughs> they're out there, I guess. But yeah, I agree. It has, it can't be the majority, can it? I think it. I mean, at the same time, I didn't hate it because I thought this made sense as far as like if it was definitely warranted. Uh, you know, looking at the structure of the story of where R- Rory is and where she's going, uh, this was her doing something. This was uh, a good moment for her to have like a meeting with. You know, not to get all fucking Campbell up in here, but, you know, meeting with a goddess of sorts uh, and then pay the price of that, of of realizing in the morning that this is not a real thing. This is not what my life is. And also it sets up stuff pretty nicely for the uh, last moments of the show. So I think it yeah. uh, it's better than the musical for me. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And basically also about this episode, we're basically there where um, Lorelai comes back home now. And the thing I liked is that they kind of resolved resolved the problems with Lorelai and and Luke. And there was still like 50 minutes left or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I was kind of not concerned, but it could have easily been like chase to the airport finish. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Where they kind of drag it out a bit, <laughs> and instead we got the positive stuff as well. We got what would have been a few episodes if it was a regular season of them. Like, I mean, uh, people being happy is rarely good drama, but just we were kind of we wanted a bit more of this of them, and and there was still enough going on with Emily and and Rory to to, to sort of wrap up. Uh, so so I think it it worked. Um, and I, I mean, especially that's a great scene when, when she comes back and Luke doesn't let her speak. She, mm-hmm. He, he does his whole thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, for us, the viewer, it's, it's predictable, but, uh, just, it's great to, for, to see Luke open his clamshell and say all these things of like, no, no, I'm not like, I don't want this. I, I, I mean, I don't remember the quote, but it's just a great scene. No, you're right. Uh, he, he nails it. Like, uh, as far as and it's the thing they've been building this never mind just the um the revival here but like the show in general and the the character yeah. Luke is and yeah he just says you know this I don't need more I'm trying to tell you like this I never thought I that I'd have this and I'm 
extremely happy that that we do and he kind of goes through the whole show of like we 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 never thought we'd meet this moment you had christopher i had you know whoever he had <laughs> and yeah, who cares <laughs> and uh, it's yeah it's a nice moment and it's always good to see because the the way the luke character is it's always nice to see him you know uh speak about his emotions and and put it there and then it, yeah it just ends with the like we should get married and you know it's a sweet yeah. moment um and then we get to see Emily's in Nantucket uh with her with her maid family and I I kind of sends I think it starts like she sends home the guy yeah. which kind of kills that whole storyline and everything yeah. about it which is fine you know it made sense the way they used that um and then she goes to the whaling museum and it for for whatever reason like the when this ends, her character has it's like the most perfect ending. It just it yeah. works so well between you know she just kind of she's there she goes to the whaling museum and she's just kind of taking it all in and then she's back in Connecticut and at her DAR meeting and they're all like passive aggressively making fun of this bimbo who wants to join because she's a new trophy wife. And then Emily tells it how it is, and and they get to you know it is Netflix, so they get to be a little bit more looser with the language. And she's saying bullshit over and over again. Uh, it's so it's so great. I mean, I guess it's probably easier to give kind of a quote ending to the Emily character because she she is older and kind of entering a new part of her life because she lost her husband, and she gets to kind of blow it all up and and have a new life. Uh, but she like the actress yeah. nails it. And it all works so well that it just ends with her living in her beach house at Nantucket and being like a, a volunteer at the whaling museum, like talking about whales and scaring the shit out of little kids. And yeah, I mean, c compare her description to when she was there and the guys there like, <laughs> yes, whales are like this. And she's like, and we spear them through the guts. <laughs> and it works. I don't know why it works. It shouldn't. But uh, it's perfect for her because she has gone through this uh, development of looking at her life and the pieces like, does this bring me joy? No, then I have to throw it away. And she thinks she has to throw away everything. And yeah. Lorelai's like, no, you're going to regret this but eventually that's pretty much what she does he's like no this isn't what i want this is all old life i need something different now and she does manage to move on um not with another guy with a whaling museum yeah and it's it's always nice on this show when you would see hints of emily and lorelei and hints of lorelei and emily because i mean obviously they're mother daughter so yeah, yeah they're yeah. more alike than you remember sometimes and it's kind of like she's just wearing her keds now and working at a museum, kind of having fun, and it's such a satisfying ending for the character. Uh, it just it, it, it works really well. Yeah, and she definitely uh, is reminding us of Lorelai a lot here. Yeah, <laughs> when she's letting <laughs> loose and like, no, wait, this is all bullshit, isn't it? Which is exactly <laughs> what Lorelai realized when she was sixteen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so a bit late, but you know, better late than never. Um, and. At the same time, uh, we we get what are we getting at the same time? My notes are all over the place. Uh well, that then, oh, ugh, it's like kind of heartbreaking, bittersweet stuff because 
since Emily is in Nantucket, um, she lets she tells Rory to go back to the house to write. Oh, yes. And they it it's so well done with she's walking through the house and they kind of put in the scenes of Richard and of the dinners and when she opens the the study door or his office door and he's sitting there like it's such a great tribute to the character and to the actor. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so she goes home to write the book and the, and she um, writes like what the first three chapters and what's the title? Uh, the Gilmore Girls. Yep. And she yep. gives it to, to Lorelai to read. And she says what she says. No, right. Yeah. She says no, because she's fine with just letting her do it and she'll look at well it. yeah i mean they, first they had this they've had a huge fight so through this episode they're like not talking and then uh rory just shows up um at home uh because she's got an email about them getting married uh <laughs> so obviously yeah. rory shows up yeah. in the middle of the night and they well, i don't know what they do they drink, drink coffee, coffee I assume. Yeah, yeah and have some <laughs> snacks have a bunch of snacks yeah and, and, and it's a Good scene. Yeah, it's nice too because there's, it's just the immediate like embrace because that's what happens with like family and friends. Like just because you fight, yeah. it doesn't mean like you have to have this drawn out thing. It's just like oh, it's good to see you. Um, and yeah, she just gives her her blessing, if you will, and but she's not gonna read it now. Just go and write it, and then she'll take a look at it. And she gives the Facebook line of, you know, drop the the just Gilmore Girls. It's cleaner. Which was I thought was a nice nod. Uh, yeah, it's nice, but it's also like, how can you make uh, another season now if you say shit like that? That's like the last <laughs> thing you say in a thing. You can't just go back yeah. and like, maybe it should be the Gilmore Girls. Like it's done now. <laughs> you're you're yeah. killing it yeah. um, in a good way, like putting it to sleep. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I I liked that it was called Gilmore Girls. I. I'm not sure how I felt about that particular detail of like drop the the just Gilmore Girls. And I just liked it as a, a more as a ref like that sure. was more of an on the nose reference than the show is known for, but I didn't mind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible. And we learned that uh, Luke's friends with Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> 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 I really thought we'd see him then, but it's yeah, just dude, this was... typical thing they do of like bringing something like that up, and then like they talk about it, but we don't have to, we don't have to see it. And then like, uh, if this was, still... I would have loved if he was just at the <laughs> yeah. wedding or whatever. But... If this was a few, like the thing is, they would write that, not even reaching out to Keith or Sutherland, and then just like with Paul Anka, I don't think they were like calling him up when they were naming the dog Paul Anka. It was just kind of a th was a thing, and then later he showed up so if it was still a show they would have made that a reference and then eventually he would be on the show yeah uh oh and then lorelei kind of spots that there's another place that could be going for sale like uh so you know throwing some hints for the dragonfly and maybe there's going to be some expansions on the road now one thing i i actually rewatched a lot of this but i didn't get a chance to rewatch this yet and i want to uh rory has her scene with christopher and everything she's asking him works really well just as like, oh, Rory's there to, you know, she's doing some more research for her book that she's writing and how things came to be. Right, but then but, once we get hmm. to the end, it puts this conversation in a completely different light, which I thought was uh, really well done. Yeah, really neatly done. And it's another thing that kind of 
tells us what's going to happen to a level where we don't really need to see it. I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to do more. Um, but so, so I mean, summarizing the ending, if you don't, uh, if for some reason you listened and you didn't watch, uh, basically Luke and Lorelai get married. Uh, they, they elope the night before their wedding to take the pressure off and which is this nice magical experience and the final lines well which is um, bef- uh, it needs to cut you off right before the yeah, final yeah. lines it, there's a nice moment for kirk because he thinks he messed everything up uh which he kind of tends to do uh he, he tends to have a task and then he does it in his weird kirk way and in a nice moment uh, his Kirk way is perfect for Lorelai and what like the things Lorelai and Rory would be all about. It's like a nice sparkly, enchanting uh, wedding uh, for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, Rory says she's pregnant, yeah. and then the, it ends. Now, and did it, you it, did you know about the final four words as a thing before I watched it at all, or even now? Do you? <laughs> I while well, I kept seeing people say that, but ah, it's okay. t- two words, isn't it? I'm pregnant. Two words. No, it's it's mom. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Who is what is so what? Who, it's a back and forth. It's Rory says mom. Lorelai. Yeah, says, but what yeah. what is, what is why does that matter? Because <laughs> they're just the final four. Those are the final four words. Okay, I mean, but wait, what do you mean? I watched it, so I do know about it. Uh, well, no, did you know that it's been a th- like this has been a like a Gilmore Girls like legend since the show was done since since Amy Sherman Palladino was taken off the show. She had always talked about she she knew in like the second or third season the final four words of the series. Oh, like, that's what she she always talked about that, and then she got taken off the show, so she didn't get a chance to do the final four words. Uh, I didn't the, know. I didn't uh, know. Yeah, it's uh, been like Gilmore's lore, my man. And Gilmore's lore, if yeah, you will. Because it's always been a thing like, I'll just tell us now. You know, like, hey, in 2010, the show had been off for three years. It's like, hey, just tell us the four words. The show's <laughs> over. And she's like, I don't know. You never know. You never know. Because, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. they've been trying to do something for a long time. Uh, but yes, it's always been, and, and what if she was like, oh, it was Barnabas and like the volcanoes erupted. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I couldn't say it until the moment was right. (laughs) And, uh, and part like partially, it's not the full reason, but when this went up, uh, at midnight, my time on Netflix, I stayed up till six in the morning and I watched all of these in a row. Mm -hmm. And part of it was I didn't want people to spoil the fucking words. Right. Because they were even talking about it beforehand. Like the creator, she's like, I know there are probably people that are going to just watch the end immediately. And there were people that did this. Mm-hmm. There were people on Reddit and stuff. They're like, I just need to know the words and then I can watch the rest. Uh, <laughs> and they just fucking fast forwarded to the end of the last episode What's to wrong watch with the people? words. What's wrong with it, people? Exactly. What is wrong with people? Why would you do that? And it makes even less sense because if you watch the scene where she's like, I broke up with Paul or whatever finally, or Paul broke up with me. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people on Twitter that are like, who's Paul? Because they just watched the last scene <laughs> and had no idea what the fuck was going on. I mean, that, oh, people make me so mad. The whole thing sounds like, uh, as someone who likes to go in blind, like I would hate even knowing about, oh, what are the four words going to be? I would hate that. It would put so much like, 
I would be looking for that, you know, or whatever, trying to figure that out. This is back yeah. to Westworld stuff, but I mean, I would just, I wouldn't, e- I'm glad I didn't even know that that was a thing. And it was still, it was like a, um, in another show, like if I just heard that a season ends with someone saying, Mom, I'm pregnant, like who, like that, that sounds bad. That sounds like dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But yeah. it is obviously not dun, dun, dun. That makes, I mean, since the what you said, it makes it even more uh, likely that this is it, right? There's not going to be more Gilmore Girls. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is it. Uh, but I could totally see if they wanted to and if this was a hit. And if 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 Amy Sherman was involved, I would be down if they did more. But I'm completely fine with this as being it. I was very satisfied with it as a nice send off. Yeah. So I mean, not to really ride the fence there, but I would probably prefer that this would be it. But I wouldn't be mad if they decide they were like, hey, you know what, we're gonna do a couple mini movies or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind it too bad. But I did see someone say a pretty good point of like. Yeah, where well, are we going to get Gilmore Boys in 10 years, you know, about her <laughs> raising her son and, you know, Luke's there yeah. and and uh, it's that wouldn't I mean, I think they the thing we uh talked about the scene with the which we didn't really talk about but mentioned the scene with her father, that scene and kind of the scene where Jess looks back. It all kind of yep. tells you what we the rest it. of the story is anyway, and that's why it works because um, that's why it's not a done, done, done because basically she talks to her dad about was it the right choice not to raise me with you? Like, was it the right thing? And she's and he says like, well, you're you're like she was a force of nature just like you, and yep. this was the way it was supposed to be. Uh, and obviously, I mean, to me, it's obvious. I'm sure there's you know people got Westworld walls uh, on who the father is. Um, yeah, but. It's Logan, so shut up. Yeah, people were uh, thinking it was the Wookiee, even though it was what like a <laughs> season ago, it was like months months ago. Yeah, uh, and, and plus they mentioned besides what I mentioned in the first episode, they talk about full circle. Uh, I think maybe even once, at least once an episode here, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. Yes, Lorelai is now. I mean, Rory's now. I mean, she's Lorelai anyways, but now she's she's uh, Lorelai with her her kid that she's going to raise on her own and Logan is her Christopher and Jess is her Luke. And yeah, yeah. that's really all we need to know. And we kind of get where we get where it goes from there. Um, yeah. And the rest is even like even more uh, full circle sprinkles on top of, of uh, the deal where she has to go to her mother and ask for money to buy that other house. And she's yeah. like every summer or whatever she says, or, or Christmas, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to buy the house next to that house and you come and visit and, and all of that, which is obviously reminiscent of the first part. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, pilot the Friday episode, night's the whole dinners. Yeah. So it, it does all come full circle. As you said, uh, Jess is going to be her Luke, uh, just score we win uh and that's about that right it's it's fine now we can we can we can breathe easy a show has been brought to a satisfying conclusion in my opinion like even the stuff we complained about uh talking about this wasn't even like bad yeah uh, it was just not as good yeah. you know? it, it would have been things that if it like if this was a full season of a show or even like a cable full season of a show where it was like 10 or 12 episodes it wouldn't have stood out as much it mostly stood out to me because i was like i mean i'm such a fucking fanboy for this show 
I really was like counting the minutes I get of New Gilmore's. So when some of it yeah. felt like it was wasted a bit, that it just stood out a bit more to me. Uh, one one thing a note in this episode too, they do bring Dean back for a scene, and I thought it was uh, it was a sweet scene, and it was a nice little send off for his character as well. They meet in Dosey's near the aisle where they had their first kiss, and Rory shoplifted, and there's a nice little nod to that. Accidentally, uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, accidentally. Uh, and I think, because again, like the, the stuff I haven't rewatched was like the end of this episode. I think like around this point, you do see Rory get like the phone call maybe that she's pregnant. Yeah, uh, she has like an appointment and we think it's about her dad or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's something like that. Not. I didn't catch it. I have to go back and rewatch it. Uh, we do finally get Melissa McCarthy. She kind of forgets how to do the Suki voice, I, I thought, because she was doing more her 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 gruffer um, Melissa McCarthy of now voice. Uh, but it was it's always nice to see. It was nice to see like Lorelai and Suki back together, and then you know with the uh, enhancements to the Dragonfly, Michelle gets to stick around. Uh, so that's. That it, was all fun. It would have been really weird if if Suki hadn't been in this, you yeah. know, because I I did. It's not like I loved that scene, but at the same time, if you take that out, it's going to be like something's going to be missing. Then it's going to be like, but when are we going to get uh, a, another year in the life of yeah. you know the, the sequel? Because we didn't see Melissa McCarthy. Um, let me tell you, the last ten minutes of watching this, I was so excited. Because I thought, I forgot, I was in a Gilmore haze, and I forgot, I thought that Gilmore Guys, the podcast, didn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. Because we had, because in parody of, that's a podcast where they talk about Gilmore Girls, and in parody of that, we came up with the idea of Grey's Guys, where we talk (laughs) about Grey's Anatomy. And here's what happened in my head. I thought that Grey's Guys was the real one <laughs> and that no one had done Gilmore Guys. So I was so happy because I thought we could do it for real, rewatching uh, every episode and talking about it. Then I was like, oh, no. Oh, we have to do it with Grey's Anatomy. I don't want to do that. I, w- I didn't even want to watch it in a first time, let alone rewatching. So, yeah. Damn, we should have struck while the iron was hot. I think those idiots... The Gilmore guys are are extras in a scene too, like they're Ugh. like sitting at the dragonfly in the background or something. Of course they are, but to be fair, uh, everyone uh, in in California was in this. I think. Yeah. Uh, every single person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. every single person. Although I, I, one thing of note, I, I forgot to bring up. I've been to Stars Hollow. <gasps> in the Universal Backlot, or where is uh, it? Warner's. Warner's. In, yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers on the Warner Brothers Studio tour. Um, like obviously the Luke signs and stuff weren't up, but like it's it doesn't matter. I'm still there. I'm like looking at the fucking. I'm looking at like the center of town, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this is fucking Stars Hollow. Uh, and I have a picture of my girlfriend and myself. We're outside of Lorelai's house, my which god. is on the other side. Like we walked through it, like because the tour guide, she's like asking what we like, and I'm like Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls. Like no one else is saying shit. Everyone's probably so annoyed with me that I'm like, What's, <laughs> what else is here for Gilmore Girls? And they tailor it to what you talk about. So if you don't participate, then they're just going to talk to me because I'm the only one saying stuff. Right. And so 
we were outside uh, the facade of Lorelai's house. We walked through. I mean, there's nothing in there, obviously. We walked through, and you come out on the other side and, uh, of Suki's house. Um, oh but I God. loved it. It was. I was so fucking excited that when I first went, Miss, because I've been on the tour twice. Miss Patty's was still there. This was before they were even doing the revival, uh-huh. but it was all run down and broken down and shit. It was just like in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Gilmore Girls. And but then the second time I went, it was like a week after they had wrapped. Uh, wow. So at one point they're like. You see that dumpster there? There's all the Gilmore Girls stuff that they used to build the sets. They're already throwing it, throwing it all away. And I was like, ooh. Snap Did you dive into the dumpster? <laughs> yeah, I should have. Uh, uh, but it's, it's all, the, it's cool. It, even with, obviously, it's not, you know, with the signs and everything. It's just empty. Like, they call it uh, Middle America, I think. It's just our Middle America set. But you see it. If you've watched right. the show, you see it all. And I was still like, so excited i loved it yeah i mean i'm sure it's been used for a, a hundred things but i would also if i was there just the uh stars hollow and it's it's kind of fun that you like can like in a show uh of of i don't know there's so many fucking i, I assume in like vampire diaries and all these shows they're they're not they're they've only got like inside sets and then they show the town and they're like ooh and then they have an alley yeah and stars hollow is such i mean I, i'm not i'm not gonna say it but some people might say that you know it's a location but it might also <laughs> be, be a character it's almost like a <laughs> so, i don't know maybe like i i think i had this revolutionary idea right now uh we should write this down uh but yeah it's almost like it's like a character or something i don't know uh but it is like it's a b- huge huge part of it and a lot of shows you you can't have a fucking walk through town like you can here mm-hmm. and every part of it is important and 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 like part of it and and from watching the show you get a good sense of what's what like okay we're passing by Luke's on the way to like Lane's house and then here's you know Dosies and all that it uh it, it's it's rare to to have a, a show do that but they you know, since Stars Hollow is a character, uh, it, it works. It works for this show. Yeah, we're really smart. I can't believe we came up with that. Oh, one other thing they point out to me too—not uh, this most recent time, but the first time I went—is uh, they're like, "That's Rory's reading tree." I don't know if you remember. There's an episode where she can't find like the right spot to study, and she finally finds this tree, and then she that she can lean against, and she has to, like pay a guy to leave. It's just this shitty tree, like in the middle of like not really even nowhere because there's like if you just look a little to the right it's just uh, like a shitty parking lot and i'm like oh my god the tree this is great (laughs) yeah you should have sat down with a book for a picture obviously because you wouldn't read the book you would watch the movie you swine um of course but uh yeah i i mean i think that's about it i think we have to wrap it up now because we've been talking about this for a while yeah Uh, that's a long time it's really good watch Gilmore Girls everyone I don't know if we got our point across uh, but it's a good show you should watch it from the start I'm gonna read I mean we're not sadly we're not gonna do Gilmore guys uh, because it would be it's it's been done a bit I I would say Uh, even if we try to come up with some other name like Um, the Stars Hollow Gazette Tears yeah whatever the Stars Hollow He's yeah, the stars hollow men. Uh, <laughs> the stars hollow hymns. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, well, but I do want to go back and at least um, 
covers some stuff, whether it be a season or a few episodes of the season or what have you. I would like yeah. to do that because I want to do that with Buffy as well. So I think we will discuss a little bit more down the line. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say, that I will rewatch it. I just won't do it episode by episode and talk about yeah. it for an hour. I'm still going to, you know, time permitting, because this is, a, you know, we're, we're a podcast making machinery here. We've got a lot of stuff we've got to watch and, got you know, the the ticker and, and you know, the, the we go to press in 30 days, you know, just like yeah, the Star Solomon said. Yeah, so uh, that's why I probably won't rewatch it in, in as much detail, but it's still like, I just watched four times 90 minutes of this, and I'm like... Uh, better watch seven seasons again. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not, it wasn't an overdose. It was like, uh, so uh, maybe that means I'm a sheep. Like the people I usually hate is like, well, oh yeah, I just want to watch the same stuff over and over. <laughs> well, and I think we kind of have to do it and eventually build to season seven and maybe because oh, yeah. you'll be seeing it for the first time. And I'll be probably upset about <laughs> about stuff that happens there. But yeah, let's do that. Let's do that, everyone. So that means perfect opportunity for, for you to send your Gilmore Girls opinions and thoughts. What episodes yes. do you want to hear us talk about? Uh, are you still confused on whether you should see it? And do you need us to you know, email you back and explain more about why it's good? Uh, you can send those messages to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. What else can you do? You can also review the show and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, that's always appreciated, and uh, please do that. You can also tell a friend. And if you want to see more from myself and Jacob, you can go more from me at jimandthem.com and more from Jacob at awesomepedia.org. That's right. And uh, keep in touch, everybody. We're also on Anchor still. Uh, <laughs> if you want, you know... You can go on there. It's an app with audio messages. I got to get back on Anchor. Yeah, I've been bad on on doing that. I think uh, they may have shut the app down while we were away. Uh, Yeah, I think so. We'll see. But uh, we're also on Twitter and all sorts of places. But who cares? You can find us if you want. And uh, we'd like to talk to you about TV because that's all we do all the time. So see you next time. Later.